turn to Romans chapter 12. We're finishing up our series in Romans chapter 12 this morning. So let me read for us beginning in verse 9, and I'll read the rest of the chapter. Romans 12, verse 9. Let love be genuine. Avoid what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. The sermon text this morning begins verse 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with God. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will be burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with evil. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, we bless your name this morning. For your support and your This morning we continue on the same and I want to emphasize on the same aspect, saying, even what I'm going to be speaking to you about this morning, we can't achieve those things by ourselves. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. In the context of our passage, still, if you being challenged by the scripture to offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, These verses have been happening from chapter number 9 with our brother blessings who gave us to do that. And then Pastor Mark asked me to touch house. Here I am. These are an outflow of how we ought to live our lives as children who have given up our bodies as living sacrifices. While we are living in this body of flesh, while we are walking in this world, how do we live out? How do we go about our lives in such a 
Especially when all these men inclusive are also faithful. Because the context of this 14 to 21 is in the context of suffering. That people are against you, people are hating you mainly because of your faith. And they are coming up and giving out the game. How do you pursue peace in the midst of suffering? What does it take for you to live peaceably with all men? In Romans chapter 12, verse number 18 to 21, there are two with all men. That is the practice. 
living discipline for men that is not practice. All these commands, Paul is speaking, whether they are coming out as negative or coming out as positive, they are the things that we ought to keep and to practice in our lives each and every day for the glory of Christ. As men and women, young people, who have given up their bodies as living sacrifices to God. This is what God is expecting of us. So the first description that we're going to talk about this morning is don't seek vengeance. Don't seek vengeance. Verse number 19 specifically, but I'm going to start with verse 18 just so that we can understand where I'm coming from and why I'm emphasizing on that. So verse 18 is a continuation of verse number 17, where you have already read that Paul is directing the church don't pay evil people. And now he goes to talk about it in Luther verse 18, how he says, if possible. If possible. So far as it depends on you, you need to be separate from you. So first, what the verse is saying is telling us that it's not easy to pursue this with our enemies, with those who hate us. It's not easy. So it begins, it's possible. You need to try as much as you can to pursue this. You need to put in an effort. Because our inclination as human beings is that, okay, you hit me, I'll hit you back. You don't call me, I'll never call you again. You don't visit my house, I'll never visit your house. Isn't it true? Isn't that how we look at life? Isn't how we view things? You failed to lend me money yesterday, I will not lend you money when you come. With everything we knew, that is the opportunity. So we need to strive to pursue as impossible as it may look, but you have been saved by Christ and you are offering your body continually as a sacrifice to God. You need to sacrifice as well. And that will die to make sure that you are seeking peace with people. Secondly, is that often we tend to follow our desires. That's why we need to be saying it's impossible because we most of them want to do what we want, we feel is right. And he says, well, don't do that. There are moments when you are saying, okay, I'm done, I can't continue on this. I've taken it enough and therefore, no more. You say, we need to reach that point and continue to push to pursue. Not on those who hate you, not, those, not on those who does not love you, but you who have received God's love and you are offering yourself as a living sacrifice for every day. God says, because it depends on you, you need to continue this way. You need to continue to this way. You are God's chosen power. Who knows the truth? And you've been entrusted with the message of reconciliation. Once you also were an enemy to God, but God came down, 
seek with peace with you. you when you when you and I do not seek that peace with God, God come down, seek with peace with you. And I believe God wants us to do the same. To try each and every day, to try each and every week, to try each and every month, each and every year, to keep pursuing men and women who are to you so you can keep It should be your aim, your desire to be at peace with God. There should be no person in your life who you can call that one is my enemy. If you are a person who has suffered, who has died from, from anything of the flesh, there shouldn't be any person in your heart who you can say that one is my enemy. Let them call you that, but you should be able to say, I'm pursuing peace with God. I know they don't love me, I, don't, I know they don't speak well with, uh, about me, I know they don't want to be close to me, but I'm going to pursue them still. Because if you pass dead in our sin, we never pursue Christ, but He pursues us. And we are His products here in this moment. So, Paul is telling you, first of as far as it depends on your need to It's something that we all need to strive for and do it in So, believers, not only to maintain peace, but to keep peace, but we are also called to be peacemakers. So we are also called to be peacemakers. Not only to be just maintain peace, oh, yeah, I've got peace and I'm okay. No, we need to be saved. And the Holy Spirit is going to help us because even peace is the fruit when the Holy Spirit is going to help you eat in the middle. As you try to make this, this brother, this sister, this person who helps you, the Holy Spirit is going to help you for that time. Then now comes the prescription of this number 19. And look, you guys have the ESV opens up with saying, Beloved, this number 19. Beloved. Why is Paul starting like that? Because he's trying to show his affection. He knows how difficult this situation is. He knows how bad many others have been hurt. But they need to understand that the one who's writing to them is someone whom they love. And he loves them. And it tells them they love him. Two times he's used, two other times he's used that very same thing. Chapter 1, verse 17. May rather be seven and number two, never be seven. And you know those things, in, in all those places, it's not about being beloved because you've been chosen by God and his salvation. But here is, is the, the relationship that Paul had with the church of God. The world is beloved. Because all of them, they were in the common place in Jesus Christ. And it tells them, beloved, never again yourself. Accept this picture. Don't seek vengeance. This is never again yourselves. It's a prohibition against taking matters in your own hands. He is telling the truth in Rome. By extension, he's telling you and me this morning, don't take matters in your own hands. Even with anyone who knows. Don't take matters in your own hands. To avenge means to inflict harm in return for an injury or wrong done to oneself. Or another, or to the justice. That's another way. So it is to inflict harm in return 
to an injury or wrong done to oneself. Or sometimes you can take revenge because of another one. What's that? Some people say, Right? 
and do with this man the way whatever you need to desire your heart because God has just given him only a silver platter that he can deal with. Yeah, for a minute, he did it. He took this sword and had to go and cut the piece of the damage of the sword. But then, the Bible says, he was stuck in his heart. And he said, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord. The Lord's anointed to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. He said, so David is ready to slay. With these words, and he don't permit them to attack the sword. And so rose up and left the king and he went to the king. David shows not to take just his feelings. Even when he was being encouraged by so many of his army, telling him this is a chance, take it. And I believe some of them would say, okay, if you don't want to do it, let, 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 let it us. We'll handle you. But notice the services he just did in his name. That they can do any harm. That's what it means never to avenge yourself. That's what it means to understand that I don't have all the knowledge. I don't have all the wisdom. Even though my enemy is before me and he has his powerless, I can take him down now. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hold my place. In the same, in general, in the six of the same book of Samuel, another opportunity was granted to me. If the men, and this time, you were the deputy that spoke to his army, I need water from such a well. And Abishai and David left in the night and he went down. And quickly the well was concerned where David and his army. I mean, we were so, but his army was taken. But it was night, he came there, all the soldiers of Saul were asleep, he didn't show. And Abishai tells David, oh, look, he's asleep. You can just take his sword and pin him down. You know, you look like someone who is weak. Or your club, you know, your pride is, is going to be even at, at the core of the set of it. Therefore, you just turn out as a lie. Because you can't even let go of it. Sometimes it's your own self-like ideas. Your pride in you telling you, don't sit, just don't just sit, but you need to respond. You need to answer. They say to this message, you need to answer or say sarcastically. You need to know that you're not the person to mess up. Some of us have been able to write and say, oh, you've started, you've started fighting the wrong person. And you have really shown them that indeed you are a wrong person.
the one who has all authority, the one who has all wisdom, all knowledge, the one who knows if I do this to this one, it's done. If I do this to this one, it's done and it will be right. Let's stand out and say, okay, guys, I'm going to do this right now. One time he was coming out of this city. He was going to Jerusalem and I was about to pass the city.
how it comes to the positive, how you can respond to those who get you. Instead of taking matters in your hands, who is encouraging you to respond to those who get you? You should be free from vengeance. But then you should begin to delight yourself in doing good to those who get you. And all God's promise will be if your enemy is hungry, if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will give them cause for his death. So, this is given again in the context of your enemies, people who hate you. And it tells them, if you know that they are needy, for basic necessities of life, don't have to go. Why should you do that? Why should you open the door and provide for the needs of these people who hate you and yet you are living yet you are part of this way you can't provide? You need to do that because one time you do and continue. You are seeing us great offense to God that He showed you His great love and kindness by giving you something more better. Jesus Christ. He just say, oh, we are hungry. No, we are hungry and thirsty for one thing, one thing alone. Something to be a people to live a life that is in So, because He did that to you, because He gave you Jesus Christ as your Savior, you also have to rise up and go out of your way and to meet the need of this. You go back. Young man comes out and says, Oh, yeah, oh, I mean, surrounded us and says, Yeah, those who are with us are more than those that are innocent. And the Bible says, They do not give back by, by the fall, they give back by just doing good things in their enemies. And here we are, as we pass today, we have so many people who are suffering. Many, and those, most of those who are suffering, they don't speak well about you. They don't do anything good about you. You have a reason to say, oh, I close my heart, I close my house, I close everything from them. But God said, no, that's what I'm going to do.
Jesus. judgment in that as you are saving your enemies, you are like increasing the punishment of them. I think that's not true in life of what God is Because if God can say, you need to do good and the one sometimes says, you have your punishment. Do it? You do that? No. If it doesn't, it doesn't work well, look at what Jesus taught. Look 6, verse 7, Jesus said, but I said to you, look here. Suggest that the benefit of the benefit is a symbol of shame and loss by an enemy who is rebuked by kindness and That we are not giving them that very nice. Yesterday I just said all these things and I know he heard what he heard. And he knows he has been alive. He has heard that I'm happy. I don't have water. I don't have food. I don't have clothes. They've opened their home. They've given me all this. Limited, those guys knew what it meant. Jews and Gentiles, 
see the same answer of a team that either struggled to go to the house of the leader. So if you go to the visit and say, hey, those are not uncommon, those are not uncommon anymore. Because Jesus is one of them that you need to go into the house. Somebody died. It wasn't easy for him to get down on his own here. He said, oh, what is it you? And I need to get Yes, they hate you and they hate you more. As long as you belong to Christ, you, you will not escape that. You will face a lot of affliction, a lot of suffering that God is asking you to continually do. To continually seek to do best things for God. Because you are immediately Christ. Who did the good? Because you are that God rich in mercy. Right? Rich in mercy. Which he loved us. He said, He's not saying, If you did this yesterday, I'll pass it by. I'll just go to this one. No, he said, Everyone. So we should understand that God does not want us to avenge ourselves. But He wants us to be hospitable to our enemies, to love them, to bring them near, and to meet their needs if we can. Mr. Dwan is a summary of all what we've just about, including up to this number 14, having all that work. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil. It's a call to be controlled by Christ's love, with which he loved us. From this 14, we have seen and heard what will for us to be. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. What to do? And that's a good thing. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and not bless. Let's rejoice with those who rejoice. We do those who live in harmony with one another. Do not be hot in the city of the world. Never be wise in the city. We pay no one evil for evil. But give God to do what's honorable. Those are some of the things that God wants us to bless. Those are some of the attitudes that God wants us to have each and every day as we live in this world. As we live to glorify and to honor Him in our lives and through our lives in our communities. We need to come to the people of God and people who overcome people. When you choose to avenge, you allow yourself to be overcome. Jesus overcame people. Not that we will not be tempted. Not that we will not be tired. We will be tired in many ways. But Jesus is assuring us to be to you. He's assuring us to be to you. When he said, Be of good cheer, overcome the world. The more we look to Jesus Christ, the more we learn from him, the more we'll be able to persevere through whatever we're facing. The more we'll be able to strive to make sure that we are living a life that's bringing Him glory, a life that's blameless in the sight of all men. And in the process of pursuing peace with men, because the more we pursue peace with men, the more we have an opportunity to share the faith that we have received. You can't share your 